greatest form of control is where you think you're free when you're being fundamentally manipulated and dictated. One form of dictatorship is being in a prison cell and you can see the bars and touch it. The other one is sitting in a prison cell but you can't see the bars and you think you're free. What the human race is suffering from is mass hypnosis. We are being hypnotized. Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to the Cryptique After Party. I'm joined, as always, by a man who bathes himself in whiskey because he's scared of the water. Ryan, what's up? That's that's the only way to do it. It's the only way to bathe. Sanitary, smell good, taste good, no harm in it. <laughs> yeah, throw a little coffee in there, you'll be all good. Yeah, and if you overfill the bathtub, you just gotta drink it down a little bit. That's right. How about you? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing okay. Took the kids to Six Flags yesterday and stood in the heat. It was a blast, man. <laughs> they had fun. They had fun. Did we ever talk about how they shut down Superman? No. The, the one that drops you? Yeah. So Superman, basically, it's a giant pole, and then you sit in seats around the pole facing outward and they take you up to the top and kind of move you up and down a little bit and then like suck you down i don't even think it's a drop i think there's a like a hydraulic that pushes it down faster because it's just instantaneous it's it's really scary but apparently somebody not at the st louis six flags but like they didn't position somebody right or they didn't click their seatbelt in all the way and they flew off the ride and died Hmm. So they shut the one down here in St. Louis and this person, you know, flew off, died. So obviously they're going to shut the rides down, right? It only makes Hmm. sense. And my daughter's friend was kind of, you know, upset because she wanted to ride it. And I told her someone died and she's like, well, just one person. And I'm like, well, how many people do you think should die on a ride before they close it down? And she's like, well, at least five or something. So, I mean, that's kids these days. She, all right, she's not, she's not wrong in the idea that one does not equal a trend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I, li- I like kid logic sometimes. Yeah, and. I, I also heard a story about one in Kentucky where one of the cables snapped, whipped around. Took somebody's cut. foot off? Yeah. yeah I heard I legs, heard but foot. Oh. Foot works too. Maybe but these are two different stories. It could be. And yeah, so they, they shut it down, which I think was a good idea. And my older daughter brought up the point that if it was, as they call it, as the kids say these days, a skill issue about not buckling in some someone properly then it's not the ride's fault 
so you shouldn't shut the ride down. And this was before she heard about, you know, the legs and foot being cut off. But she's like, it's it's the person's fault that didn't, you know, buckle them in correctly. It's not a problem with the ride. And I'm like, yeah, but have you been to Six Flags? Have mm. you seen, I, I mean, it's basically like 15 year old kids doing everything. I, I don't believe that all the kids that work there are 16. And I'm like, if this is who you're hiring to, you know, successfully buckle people in for their safety, then yeah, you need to shut the ride down. And it's a shame, but it's true. Yeah, hard to argue. Non-player characters is what they are, Ryan. NPCs. (laughs) All right. You want to tell them what they need to know so we can get into this? Yeah, and, and I think most of them already know what they need to know, which is... Yeah, just just roll through it real quick. Just give them, yeah, we, give them the sights. Yeah, we, we would appreciate, we'd be very grateful for, we would love some interaction on whatever platform it is you listen on, whether you can like, subscribe, share, leave comments, leave ratings. We'd appreciate anything you do that lets us know that you're out there, that you like this, that you don't like it and want us to change it. To that end, you can let us know what you do and don't like by emailing us at crypticpodcast at gmail.com. You can find some cool stuff from Parabox at the link in the show notes. You can find out what we're doing at crypticpodcaststore.com and you can find us on TikTok and YouTube at cryptique underscore podcast and cryptique podcast respectively so we originally planned as you know if you listen to the third eye episode all the way to the end that we were going to have an after party about a man who lived without a heart in his chest for 555 days but that's gonna have to wait we found a i believe it was a june fifth study that dovetails nicely with tuesday's third eye episode if you remember we talk about fluoridation in the water and this story is not necessarily about the government adding fluoride to your water but you need to hear this if the third eye episode didn't scare you away from tap water this one should this should terrify every single Keeper. Tell us about the study. A recent study conducted by the U.S. Geological Survey reveals that approximately 45% of the nation's tap water is estimated to contain one or more types of per- and polyfluorinated alkyl substances, or PFAS, apparently, because <laughs> we have to have an acronym for everything. Although... It's not the easiest thing later. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, if I have to say that a bunch more times. Right. According to the CDC, PFAs are a group of chemicals that are used to make fluoropolymer coatings and products that resist heat, oil, stains, grease, and water. So the kind of stuff uh, Bill Clinton was coated in. Or the kind of stuff that they put in diapers. Yeah, actually, I've kind of been wondering a little bit about that, how these little miracles have kept the baby <laughs> from just exploding, how there isn't like yep. shit spatter on the walls. <laughs> I, there will be. Man, oh man, dude, the, the other night I was holding her and she was just screaming like she was trying to go Super Saiyan and she stopped for a second, kind of held her breath and then screamed real hard and 
farted as loud as a grown man <laughs> and just wrecked her diaper. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, and now this is documented for posterity. <laughs> These coatings can be in a variety of products. Hopefully paint, carpeting, bedspreads. Uh, but these include clothing, furniture, adhesives, food packaging, heat-resistant, non-stick cooking surfaces. So like your Gotham steel pans, I guess, stuff like that. Right. And the insulation of electrical wire. Many PFAs, including a perfluoroctane sulfonic acid, or PFOS, and perfluoroctanoic acid, <laughs> nice. or PFOA. That's a 17-letter word. Nice. Right? Yeah, I didn't double count anything. Uh, and these PFOAs are a concern because they do not break down in the environment, can move through soils and contaminate drinking water sources, and build up in fish and wildlife. This study, which tested for the presence of 32 out of more than 12,000 known PFAS types, represents the first comprehensive analysis of these chemicals in tap water from both private and government-regulated public water supplies across the country. Using the collected data, researchers were able to model and estimate the extent of PFAS contamination nationwide. This valuable information not only helps the general public understand the potential risks associated with PFAS exposure, but also serves as a basis for shaping policies and making informed decisions regarding the testing and treatment of drinking water. These synthetic chemicals are very widely used in various everyday products, ranging from the linings of fast food containers and nonstick cookware to firefighting foams. I've actually wondered why when you get a really greasy quarter pounder in that little cardboard thing, it doesn't just get all so gooey and nasty. Time. Yeah, like when you get a cheap paper plate and it does the same thing. Interesting. However, certain PFAS compounds, when present in high concentrations, have been linked to adverse health effects, as acknowledged by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Ongoing research aims to gain a deeper understanding of the long-term health implications resulting from PFAS exposure. The CDC says that more study is needed to see how these chemicals affect human health. So it does occur to me that when you see more study is needed... I feel like I never hear about it again. Yep. I mean, as soon as they find something negative about whoever is funding the research or the product that they want to sell, more assessment is necessary and mm -hmm. it never happens because they know where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it's not a conspiracy, but kind of feels like one. Well, it's, I don't think it's a worldwide <laughs> conspiracy. I don't think that, like, well, I, I just mean the idea. Like, oh, we got to get the stuff with the PFAS in it so we can poison people. I, I think that there's definitely shady companies that do that. And no, I, I just mean the, yeah, I just mean the idea that like government agencies are purposely like, oh, let's maybe not let's let's not publish that study. Right. Well, let's not publish the follow-up. Maybe we'll do something on it. Let's make them dig deep. It's got to be like the 10th page on Google. Yeah, you remember the big stink in St. Louis over uh, Coldwater Creek? Oh, god! They found like radioactive, I don't know, or traces of radiation in the water or some kind of poisonous chemical. It was something like that, like some environmental mm -hmm. disaster. Like, right. And me and everybody else I knew that grew up in North County 
was like, oh my God, like I've been in that water. I've been in that Creek. <laughs> like, And it runs oh, yeah. right behind a guy I know's house. And he's like, okay, I'm just never going to be able to sell this house. But now right. the last thing I heard is that, you know, they've done more tests and they found that, you know, there's not really anything consistently in it. That's a problem. It was like a fluke when they did these readings or something like that. Of but course it's just, it, it was a huge thing. And then it just went away. They're like, yeah. oh my God, huge problem. Yeah. It's like, and if you're somebody who's been near it or been exposed to it, it's like, okay, and what are we supposed to do? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, we did find this huge problem with the water outside your house, but did you see the new UFO? You should go mm-hmm. check out the new UFO. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. But that's just how it is. I yeah. mean, it, it really does seem like that, though. But so one of the parts that you read said that it affects streams which fish live in and deer and turkey and you know all this wildlife needs to survive and so we talk about uh your boy ted nugent right the nuge Uh, totally so this guy he's just one in a billion man you gotta love ted nugent he's got his land right he's got hundreds of acres and you know he's been preaching for years that you know he shoots his own dinner or or he catches his own dinner you know wild on his ranch or whatever and it's like wow those animals could be poisoned too yeah even if you are going to a you know what's considered a safe place to fish well they could still have pfas in them so yeah yeah, I've thought about that too, especially, you know, we've done as a family like fish fries before mm-hmm. where me, my brother and some of our cousins will go out fishing and bring all this stuff home and we cook what we catch. It's good stuff. And yeah, it's it's excellent. But I've kind of wondered, you know, was that little pond we got them out of? Mm-hmm. Is that OK? <laughs> like nobody said anything. Everybody said it's OK. But like, do they really know? Yeah, I just think about it with like small areas. Like if anything is contaminated in this pond, mm-hmm. that's a problem. You know, this is not a river where things can flow and get cleaned out. Well, a good but, place to fish is a pond or a lake, really a pond that has a ton of cattails. They're not necessarily the best, you know, to try and get around while you're fishing, but they filter the water. So if there's a lot of cattails it's well filtered so it should be pretty safe but ryan let me ask you this because i don't know the answer do these chemicals evaporate are we having this rain down on us you know when the water evaporates and then it's raining down on everybody too what do you think uh let's see i don't know i'm actually googling it uh no Apparently not. So they say. According to the Google, which is taking its information from the CDC, most mm, PFAs... There you go. They've got a dog in the fight, though. Our most PFAS do not evaporate into the air from water readily, meaning that showering, bathing, or washing dishes in water containing it should not increase exposure. Uh, and breathing them in 
while swimming or bathing is not a health concern. Sure. You cannot get rid of them by boiling the water because the heat doesn't break it down. Uh, it'll only be called, it'll only cause the chemicals to become more concentrated, making them even more dangerous. <laughs> and this you is can, coming from the people that this is the CDC, right? Oh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like there needs to be a petition put out. We need to contact a local representative, probably, because you're not going to get through to a congressman or senator about fixing this problem. It's scary, man. It's not going to get better. Everything has this in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we talk about the, you know, even though people try and recycle more now and stuff, the the things that people have don't last as long. So, the and there's more people. So the landfills are going to continue to have this stuff. And all right. Well, we'll find out more after a quick break. Keepers. One notable characteristic of PFAS is their slow breakdown rate, earning them the moniker Forever Chemicals. That's comforting. Their persistence in the environment, coupled with their widespread prevalence across the country, presents a unique and significant concern for water quality management. The study, led by U.S. Geological Survey research hydrologist Kelly Smalling, represents the most comprehensive investigation to date on PFAS in tap water, encompassing both private wells and public water supplies across the nation. There's another thing. You're digging a well, not safe. Uh, That's sad. (laughs) I mean, you could go out to rural Montana and dig a well, and it could be loaded up with this stuff. According to the study's findings, at least one type of the monitored PFAS compounds could potentially be present in nearly 50% of tap water in the United States. That's crazy, because it's going to keep going up. I don't think we're getting more water, are we? Uh, I mean, as the ice caps melt, we might. (laughs) There you go. Additionally, the concentrations of PFAS were found to be similar between public water supplies and private wells. While public water supplies are regulated by the EPA, homeowners bear the responsibility of maintaining, testing, and treating their private water sources. So, I guess that's saying that you're responsible for your well. Individuals interested in testing and treating their private wells are advised to seek guidance from local and state officials. Testing is crucial for confirming the presence of PFAS contaminants in wells. The USGS study employed a testing method developed by the USGS National Water Quality Laboratory, which analyzed 32 specific PFAS compounds. Among the compounds detected most frequently in the study were PFBS, 
perfluorobutane sulfonic acid is a chemical compound having a four carbon fluorocarbon chain and a sulfonic acid functional group. Another compound studied was PFHXS, also known as perfluoral hexane sulfonic acid, which is also a synthetic chemical compound. It is an anionic fluorosurfectant and a persistent organic pollutant with bioaccumulative properties. And bioaccumulative just means that it builds up in whatever's living around it, right? Although the use of products containing these two compounds have been banned or are being phased out in many jurisdictions, it remains ubiquitous in many environments and within the general population and is one of the most detected PFASs. For additional information about PFAS regulations, you can visit the EPA's dedicated webpage addressing PFAS. The study conducted by USGS scientists provides crucial insights into the prevalence of PFAS in tap water, highlighting the need for ongoing monitoring and potential treatment to safeguard public health. I'm glad that that's what they got out of it. You know what I mean? Like, the study's like, hey, we got to do something. This isn't going to work. So, in this study, it was discovered that the levels of PFOS and PFOA in tap water samples exceeded the interim health advisories issued by the EPA in 2022. These exceedances were observed in every sample where these chemicals were detected. The scientists involved in the study collected tap water samples from a total of 716 locations representing areas with varying degrees of human impact. The locations were categorized into three groups, low, medium, and high. Find out about the groups after a quick break. About the groups i'm totally muted i knew i was muted oh okay i was trying to take care of a bug that i saw <laughs> man okay. coming after us i had ants dude we've got ants right now we've got everything if we we had some kind of flies for a little bit we got rid of those we had ants for a little bit funny enough when the bugs aren't around we find these enormous spiders fat and happy because they're probably the ones that got rid of whatever else we had <laughs> about the groups the low category included protected lands while the medium category encompassed residential and rural areas without known sources of pfas the high category comprised urban areas and locations with reported pfas sources such as industrial or waste sites it is important to note that the map generated from this study does not depict all the locations in the united states with pfas contamination Most of the exposure was observed in close proximity to urban areas and potential PFAS sources, specifically regions such as the Great Plains, Great Lakes, Eastern Seaboard, and Central and Southern California exhibited significant contamination. I love how they're like, regions such as, and it's like, well, that's almost everything. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, Like, just tell us the ones that are not on that list. Be quick. Like, uh, Wyoming and Idaho, because they're not populated enough. Right. Hawaii's good. (laughs) 
These findings align with previous research, which indicated that individuals living in urban areas face a higher likelihood of PFAS exposure. Which, yeah. Duh. Well, hold on. Before we jump into that, I, I don't want that to be twisted into, like, people in cities are being, you know, poisoned on purpose. It's no. simply the, because the of the... is there's more people, more chemicals, more right. of these products being used in a concentrated area. Exactly. Yeah. Anything bad, you're going to get more of it in a city for the most part. Unless it's like... Uh, beavers and moose or whatever else it's like those aren't really in cities that's what the government wants you to think <laughs> big beavers <laughs> trying to hide the numbers according to estimates from the usgs scientists the probability of pfas not being detected in tap water is approximately 75 percent in rural areas while it drops to around 25 percent in urban areas so it's, yeah, that's that's fairly clear, don't you think? It, it kind of put the numbers in reverse, I think. Yeah, your odds of drinking water without PFAS is 75% in a rural area, while you've only got a one in four chance of not getting it in a city. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of given the wrong odds. Anyway, to learn more about usgs research on pfas it is recommended to refer to the usgs strategy for studying pfas and visit the website of the pfas integrated science team you can also probably google this stuff you can probably use bing you could even ask ais about it because both google and bing or yeah google and bing yeah those both have now Mm-hmm. I was about to say chat GPT as well, but they, I think they removed the feature that allows it to browse the internet. It might've been getting too intelligent and they had to shut it down. <laughs> it was basically taken offline in 2021. So it's not learning anything new or anything like that. Yeah. It's the cutoff for, um, what is it like where, what it can see online, like the information that I guess is archived. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I think if you were maybe a paid customer. Yeah, you could go back. Or a paid user, it would, there was an option to enable web browsing. So you could tell it, like, I need you to research this thing. And it'll be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm checking these websites and finding stuff that's current. Yeah. And then the last time I logged into it, it wasn't available anymore. A little suspicious. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, well, they hook you with a feature. Yeah, I'll pay 20 bucks a month for that and then take the feature away. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, let's give this thing access to the internet. And then it started doing some stuff. And they're like, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. It's maybe like how to make idea. radioactive spiders. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should shut it down. Uh, I did take a look at the report. And if what you heard tonight was a little bit more scientific than what you like, there's no point in looking at the report. So I'm just throwing that out there. This new study serves as an extension of previous research conducted by the USGS and its partners, focusing on human derived contaminants, including PFAS in drinking water and in groundwater. So if this is the kind of stuff they're admitting, what do we think they're keeping secret? Exactly. This is very recent, this study. So I know that, you know, there's not going to be a, a bill in Senate in a week. 
but mm-hmm. it, you have to you know what they say about planting a tree when was the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago when's the second best time to plant a tree right now so they need to plant that motherfucking tree (laughs) and we need to figure something out because we're literally whether you believe it's the government whether you believe it's a cabal whether you believe it's global warming or or whatever we're all being poisoned and even if you if you don't want to place blame anywhere you know you want to give everybody a free ride and just say we're we're going to fix it and we're not going to talk about it anymore it still has to get fixed well it's just like um <sighs> What were they called? It used to be in like hairspray. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Hydrofluorocarbons. I think that's it. Yeah. That would. Uh, yeah. H. H. Yeah. H-C-O. I don't know what, something <laughs> where they found out like that was the thing that was most damaging to the ozone layer. And it was in all the it was a propellant, I think. Mm-hmm. And there. Yeah. I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff. And when like vaping first started. Do you remember when like e-cigarettes first started and they didn't really know what to call them like the language wasn't even set i kind of looked into those because i knew some people who smoked at the time and it's like man maybe this would be good for them to quit and then i looked into it and i looked into some of the chemicals (laughs) and um oh man i don't remember the chemical name of it but one of them uh it was this it was some type of like glycerin that would it was used typically in cosmetics to like thin uh, skin mm. to make like your skin more permeable. I mean, I get why they would put it in something like that. It's to get the nicotine into your system faster. It's scary, though. But yeah, it's like, what does prolonged exposure to that do? Because cigarettes don't have those. Yeah. Like they don't put that into cigarettes. So well, cigarettes know have what filters, smoking, too. Yeah, we know what smoking does. We don't know what this right. stuff does. And. Yeah, it was just like, okay, well, everything's got shit in it that we don't know what it does. Yeah. And this is, I think, one of those things they're starting to realize, like, okay, there could be a problem. You know, this it's not necessarily like a government conspiracy that it's out there and it's in the water. Mm-hmm. It's but just new. I, I think the point of it is, yeah, like, it's scary that it's out. Like, what else, what else are they maybe starting to catch on to that they haven't told us about yet? Like, oh, by the way, this other stuff is happening and we're... We, we don't know how to deal with it yet. That'd be the part yeah. of the study I would like to find out is like, how do we get rid of it? Because we, we've researched it a little bit and it's like, yeah, you can't. Heat doesn't break it down. It doesn't evaporate. It doesn't really go away, you know, and the uh, CDC, one of their recommendations is like switch water sources. If you find <laughs> that yours has these chemicals in it. Easier said than done, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean. We're going to run our own water pipe in from uh, Wyoming or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I think about that stuff a lot, actually. It's like, we have no idea what this stuff's going to do to us in some ways. Mm -hmm. Like, um, well, it could cause birth defects in children. I mean, if I'm getting, you know, all this poison and, you know, I have a baby, who, who knows? Because this should be anyway the beginning of smarter people than mm-hmm. me 
working on something like this. You know yeah. what I mean? But it has to be out there because if some genius kid is probably able to come up with a solution or something like that, but they have to know it's a problem first. We need our best and brightest to be working on stuff like this and not looking for a way to record what a black hole sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'll always keep picking on that black hole, Ryan. You know how I do. God. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things out there that we don't understand. Like the one I've been thinking about lately are like smartwatches. Because mm -hmm. I see a lot of people with the cellular version of those. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know it's non-ionizing radiation. But they haven't been around long enough to like really know that there are no side effects. Yeah. Of having something emitting some level of radiation like literally right on your wrist. Yeah. And people don't even take them off in the shower or the pool sometimes, dude. Yeah, I thought, see, I used to, I've had a bunch of them. I still have one. But I had uh, two Apple Watches in the past when I had iPhones. Mm -hmm. And both of them I had the same problem with. Eventually, like, my wrist started to ache. <clears throat> and it would ache all the time as long as I was wearing the watch. Didn't matter how tight it was or how loose it was. Hmm. And I thought it was something to do with like what it was putting out or whatever. But I eventually found out that there's just some like subset of people who get this irritation because I would get like a, a rash from it. Hmm. Sounds like a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But there's like some kind of metal in the back of it that just was that, uh, you know, some subset of people are allergic to because there are a lot of people in forums talking about it on Reddit or on Apple support or whatever. It's like, hey, I'm getting this, you know, this rash or whatever. But the. The non-Apple ones that I've used, you know, I've never had that issue. So it's just some some material thing, and nobody talks about it. Like, it's the uh, curse that the Chinese children put on it before they send it over. <laughs> it, it yeah, could be Ryan. It could be. Before... <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. You got any final thoughts on this? Not really. Same stuff I've been saying. I think there are all kinds of environmental problems that we're going to have. I I think it would be really interesting to, I don't know, I, I'm kind of a little obsessed with the idea of trying to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like try for a week or a month or something to live like in a primitive way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe live like it's... Except for two hours, at least. <laughs> yeah, we... <For> yeah, <laughs> that's right. But, you know, the idea that it's like, okay, no computers, no TVs, no whatever. Like, try to get to a remote place where you're away from the chemicals and the radio signals and stuff yeah. like that. It, it'd be interesting to see how you feel. Oh, yeah. Because I know from a mental health perspective... I assume it's mental health. Like I've, I've seen lots of articles and posts about P and videos from people who are like, yeah, I broke my phone and I don't have a thousand dollars to get a replacement. So I just didn't have a phone for like two months and it was amazing. Or I, you know, used, I dug an old flip phone out of a drawer yeah. and used that. And like my mental health improved and I did this and I did that. And it's, yeah, I kind of wonder like if you did all of it, hmm. if you're like, I'm going to live like it's 1700. Mm hmm. What would that do? 
you know, how much more healthy would you be or how much less healthy would you be? I think that health is kind of relative because just because you're living longer doesn't mean you're healthier. You know what I mean? You last longer, but if for the last 20 years of your life, you can't remember anybody and you're in a wheelchair and you've got a catheter in and I, I mean, would you want to live like that or would you rather just die 20 years early still working your farm? Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that's going to come down. We're kind of getting away from the topic a little bit, but I think some of that's going to come <laughs> down to like a reliance on technology too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like my memory is worse with technology because oh, sure. it's so easy for me to pull. I have a, an S 23 ultra. It's so easy to pull that out. Although I kind of did this before anyway, but you know, pop the little pen out, make a note, put it away. And I used to carry Moleskine notebooks and stuff like that too. Specifically because I've washed them before by accident and they survived. <laughs> but I'm one of those people where if I write something down, I'll pretty much remember it. If I don't write it, I don't. It's strange. Like I don't really have to look at my notes. No, I do the same thing. Yeah, I know a lot of people who like don't know how to get anywhere, don't know anybody's phone number, don't know anything without yeah. technology. Like I probably told you about before people coming into the bar and, you know, because there was a hotel nearby. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, how do I get to this place? I'm like, oh, just go out onto this road and head north for a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, cool. Unless they're like under 35. Yeah. In which case, they just look at me. They're like, yeah. north. like, how do I know which way is north? Right. It's like, what? <laughs> like Kim yeah. the other day, or not the other day, but you know, a couple weeks ago, we were riding and she was like, how do you know? I was like, because of the sun. She's like, well, where are we going now? And I was like, well, we're facing south. She's like, how can you tell? It's like, it's the afternoon and the shadow's on the left. Oh, dude, you missed an opportunity. I would have been like, my body is magnetized to the ley lines of the earth. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know, just a real basic skill that you don't have to have anymore. Or not even a skill, just something like you learned in scouts as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, the whole point of that is that's just like a small example of, you know, if you get lost and your phone dies and you don't have GPS anymore, like, do you know how to orient yourself to like find your way home, especially Mm -hmm. if you're kind of out in a rural area or whatever? Yeah. Like how, you know, if you're sort of outsourcing your brain function to this other device, what does that do to you? Along with exposure to you know, electronic devices and chemicals and all this stuff, plastics in the water, chemicals in the water. I have a friend, Darian, who suggests we all go back to everything being glass. You take care of stuff when it's glass. You are less likely to throw it away and buy a new one. It'll last as long as you need it to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... It worked for a long time. Yeah. one I, As far as I know, it's completely recyclable, right? Yep. One of my friends who is like a chemical engineer, she, she does work like specifically with analyzing the effect of feed on animals. So basically Extreme she, job. she gets like, eh, not really. She gets like bones <laughs> and things like that from like dead livestock. And they'll kind of use they'll off. use that to like <laughs> they'll use they'll use bones from livestock to kind of tell how 
they lived and what effect the, the like food had on them and things like that in their environment and try to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And we were, she would tell me things every once in a while. And one of the things that she told me was she warned me that if you use, reuse a plastic bottle too many times, mm-hmm. she said sunlight causes the plastic in the bottle to break down quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a couple of uses, you're, you're drinking in, a bunch of plastic with your water wow so yeah it's another it's an argument for glass so i thought that before too it's like glass lasts forever man mm-hmm. you know i've i had uh like a little crate of old pepsi bottles that i mm-hmm. found in my grandparents basement when we were cleaning out their house and those are recycled gotta be worth a nickel a piece <laughs> yeah right? at least i mean those are recycled that's why that that's why that thing's on a lot of old glass bottles because mm-hmm. they would literally wash them and reuse them. That's how Pepsi got their foothold. They were recycling bottles, but they were taking like 12 ounce bottles that I think were used for beer and using those for soda, which was unusual at the time. <laughs> you know, you got more for less with Pepsi back then. Yeah, but Pepsi never had cocaine in it. No, that's true. But the bottles were like 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. and had been recycled before that and they could probably be washed and reused again now if we had a way to do that yeah yeah everything is throwaway i mean it's amazing to me the amount of people that just don't recycle it's like i, I whether you believe in climate change and all that everybody knows plastic's a problem that's obvious you know mm-hmm. you can probably walk out your front door and see a plastic bottle laying out somewhere where some kid threw it out or something like that. I, you know, I walk Gizmo and there are plastic liquor bottles everywhere, everywhere. And it's like, so let me get this straight. Instead of going to the store and buying a bottle of vodka, you go to Quick Trip and spend three times the amount of money and then just throw all the shit out for everybody else. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know. This might be funny, but it's even more ridiculous money wise to me. Cause it's like, if yeah. you're buying a bunch of little ones, you may as well just save a couple a bucks and buy a bottle. Yeah. You could buy like a bottle of probably absolute for the cost of three bottles of like pop off at a gas station. Oh, I'm not even talking about those sizes. I'm talking about like the shooters. Yeah, I know that's what you mean. I just wanted to mention pop-off because that's like horrific. And when I think of a terrible liquor to buy at a gas station, that's it. That's the one, huh? That's that's the one. That's the one that you're going to find in like your McDonald's bathroom trash can. (laughs) Let you know everybody's living their best life that day. That's the one you might find in the bed of my pickup truck. No, I'm just hitting. I... So the one time, just a side story, since you mentioned that, the only time I've ever really littered, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it was me, this was years and years ago. It was in St. Charles. Oh, it was that time you shit your pants and just yeah. left them? <clears throat> yeah, I just, I got it on my walls, on my bed, on my <laughs> dad. Uh, I I was at the fireworks show on the 4th. Mm-hmm. You know how they do? They do like a barge out in the river? Mm-hmm. And when I walked back to my truck, because I had a Ranger at the time, a 94 Ranger, when I got up to it, I was parked on a hill facing up, and I looked into the bed as I walked by, and it was full 
of like hundreds of beer cans. <laughs> Everybody who had walked by that's awesome was just tossing their empties in the bed of my truck. Yeah. And I said the same thing. Like I laughed to myself like out loud, but I just laughed. And I was like, oh man, that's great. And I just dropped the tailgate and drove off. <laughs> I was like, this is they littered. I did not litter. These are Dude, not gonna stay in the truck anyway. <laughs> they wanted you to recycle, man. Yeah. Well, it was like eleven at night. I wasn't going to find a recycling place. <laughs> I take no responsibility for that one, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. close, guys, close. <laughs> you put them all in one place. It just wasn't the right one. Yeah, it was the right one for them at the time. So <laughs> uh, That's good stuff. But seriously, if you guys are you know, using tap water, you should consider at least like a Brita filter or something like that. That's a good place to start. Uh, I recommend bottled water, but I don't know. What about you? You you don't drink water much, do you? No, it's pretty much just the whiskey. <laughs> Bathing, toothbrushing, all that stuff. I try not to drink bottled water because it's a scam to my mind. Yeah, I'm just hoping to avoid the fluoride. Isn't it proven that in a lot of places, like Nestle, will just bottle tap water? Mm, I hope they not. just take tap water. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've read articles about that before. That a lot of the bottled water you get is just basic tap water that's just been they're buying it, and marking it up like three thousand percent or whatever it is. Oh, I've got to do some investigating. Yeah, you got to figure yeah. out. Actually, that would be interesting. Find out which bottled waters are actually like cleaner or better. Yeah, it would be interesting to know. I think that if this isn't fixed, this could be a real problem. And my thought on all of this, as you know, I think is uh, infertility. Mm -hmm. And I think that if infertility is something that the government would like to have, to reduce population or you know whoever's pulling the strings then something like this would be something they wouldn't want you know out in the public too much so spread the word crypt keepers got anything else all right tell them nope, what they need to know share us with somebody you know it's the best way for us to spread word of mouth is always the most effective way to get somebody to try something new like listening to us rant and rave and mispronounce things <laughs> and if yeah. you want to tell us how badly we mispronounce things yeah if you want to tell us how <laughs> if you want to tell us how badly we've mispronounced things this time you can do so by emailing us at crypticpodcast at gmail.com you can check out our friends at Parabox by clicking the link in the show notes. They have great stuff, as I rant about every time. You can check out what we're selling at CrypticPodcastStore.com. And you can check us out on TikTok and YouTube at Cryptic underscore podcast and Cryptic Podcast, respectively. Well done. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Cryptic. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. <laughs>